Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Still to come, we'll check in with former Edmonton Oiler Ross Perkins. We'll get his thoughts on uh, a friend that he lost in the 9-11 terror attacks uh, back in 2001. We'll get his thoughts on the Sherwood Park Crusaders, with whom he works closely. And a couple of Oilers comments as well. Right now, though, we're going to jump to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, which you can connect with us on 780-496-0063. It is Sportsnet 960's Peter Labardius waiting on standby. And it's always a pleasure to talk to Peter on the show. I appreciate you taking the time today, Pete. How's it going? Uh, It's going good, Brandon. Anytime. So, Flames rookies, a couple Oilers games in the books. You guys were on the call last night for that 3-1 win, and it was a game in which the Flames had the upper hand for most of it. Uh, Just give me some of your impressions. What kinds of things stood out uh, at either end of the ice in that game? Well, I'd probably say, speaking to your audience, that one of the better players in the game, even though he gave up two goals, was Olivier Rodrigue. I thought... He really settled in and looked very calm, cool, and collected, especially in the second period when the Flames' prospects outshot the Oilers 18-4, to and he was a big reason why they were allowed to stay in the game. Um, very impressed with him. Going to be a really interesting season. He's been traded, as you guys know, in the Quebec League. He's going to play in Moncton, and had an opportunity to watch him again in person this summer at the World Junior Summer Showcase where, you know, he's vying to hopefully make his way at Christmas time to the Czech Republic and play for his country at the World Junior. So I thought he was a good player um, for the Oilers. I mean, it doesn't take very long to understand what a good player Evan Bouchard is. He's already played seven games in the league massive junior career the ohl defenseman of the year last year played for team canada at the world junior 
I love his poise. It looks like he's gotten stronger to me, which generally will, you know, make a difference to your skating and your skating stride. Not that he's ever been, you know, a weak skater in any way, shape, or form, but I wouldn't say that he's been a burner. But, um, you know, I like Tim. I think Sam Rukov, who watched a lot in junior at the end of last year, including um, his time at the Memorial Cup, which I attended in Halifax. So, you know, from the Oilers' standpoint, and I know that's where your audience's bread and butter is, That's that would be my observations on that group. But, you know, that wouldn't really surprise anybody because, like the Flames, the players in the games that you would hope would shine had good moments. And, and the Oilers, despite losing both games and only scoring one goal, you know, I thought a lot of their better guys were their better guys. Uh, so Bob was talking earlier on the show, there was a couple players uh, that he was hoping would stand out for the Oilers, guys like Cooper Marodi, Tyler Benson, didn't really come to fruition, and there's, uh, you know, there's some jobs to be won up here, but uh, down the QE2, uh, as far as your prospect pool goes, Peter, when you're watching that game, anybody in particular for the Flames catch your eye? Well, a, a couple of guys. I mean, Matt Phillips is a really interesting story in the sense that he's five seven and literally about 155 soaking wet. He had a marvelous junior career in the Western Hockey League in Victoria. He put up 281 points in 215 games. I've been watching him since he was a Bantam AAA Calgary Bison, and his nickname is Baba and have always been amazed to this point at his size, even at the other levels that he's done it at. Um, with the efficiency, he thinks the game. He has a tremendous love affair for the sport. He puts himself in good positions. Looks to me like he's added another step over the last year and a half. Really came into his own in his first pro season. Ended up with 38 points last year in Stockton and a real easy guy to like. He was arguably the best player when you go and include Saturday and Red Deer and last night. So he would be at the front of the list. However, when you're that size and you're continuing to take steps, going to be very fascinated to see how many preseason games he gets into and how he does in his progression. Uh, another player for the Flames who had a massive junior career, especially his last year in Swift Current, was Glenn Godden. He's looked very good. I thought he was as good a Flame as there was in the game last night. Projects, I think, you know, to be a bottom six, a third or fourth line center. Incredibly competitive. Um, led Swift Current to the Western Hockey League title in 2018. Was the playoff MVP as is a great kid. He's really grounded, nice leadership skills. He had a good first year in pro in Stockton, so those would be probably the first two guys that came to mind. I mean, Dylan Dubé played in the game on, on Saturday, and it didn't take very long, Brendan, to see why he played 25 games in the NHL. And, um, you know, I, I think he has a real opportunity to add to his NHL totals this season. We're going we're gonna to get into that a little bit deeper in a minute, but because of the Kachuk contract situation, I mean, Dylan Dubé has got to be making a pretty compelling case to maybe even crack the top six down there, do you think, assuming there is um, any kind of a holdout? Uh, well, I mean, there's, there's the potential for that door to be open, for sure. And the other 
you know, factor for Calgary on the left wing besides Kachuk is right now Andrew Mangiapane does not have a contract that is signed. And, you know, he might not be as well known necessarily to men to many but in the back half of last year he was one of the flames most consistent players and played incredibly well and really impressed the coaching staff and 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 look like he arrived at a point where he could be an everyday 82 game a year NHLer but he doesn't have a deal signed and I hear in part it's over you know he and his camp led by Rich Winter want a one-way deal, and Flames probably leaning at this point to more of a two-way deal. But, you know, the fascinating thing about life is doors don't always open. And you know what can happen to doors, too, don't you, Brendan? They can close fast. (laughs) So (laughs) in a lot of different ways and a lot of different businesses, in a hurry. So, you know, there's another, as long as he's out, then it's, that's another opportunity for Dylan Dubé to end up with regular time in the NHL. Chatting with Sportsnet 960's Peter Labardius. And, Pete, uh, is there anything new that we can talk about on the Kachuk front, or are they still nope. caught in this stalemate? No, they're still caught. And, you know, we ask the questions, maybe not every day, but certainly every second day. I still think, you know, and one of those big dominoes, in that RFA group needs to fall. Now, they could fall in a bunch of different ways. I I hear all kinds of things about, you know, certain players. Are they going to take less money on three-year deals? Are they going to be five-year deals like Austin Matthews? And, and in the case of Matthew, Matthew is a terrific player. You know his background. You know where he comes from. You know who his dad is. And... You know, with that savvy and understanding of the system, he's going to get what he thinks he deserves in this marketplace. Now, where that goes, I'm not sure. We ask a lot. I don't have any new answers for you. I can tell you that. Because if I did, the hockey world, they love those breaking stories. Um, but they're, they're hard to come by, and I do. I just I think one of those big guys has to kind of set the way before it all starts falling into place. Now, the other thing is that you can't discount is guess when things get done in life, when they have to get done. So I do think, you know, if the start of mean camps aren't a pressure point, I do think the start of the regular season is a definite pressure point for these guys. So... Peter, there's a number of names that we could point to to say maybe this is the guy that needs to go in order to create this cap space. I certainly don't envy the position that Brad Trailiving is in down in Calgary, but you look at Hamannick and Brody, I think those are two guys that have been shopped. Uh, Michael Fralik is going to be an interesting one. I was reading, uh, I believe it was Eric Francis wrote the piece for Sportsnet this morning, and he's saying maybe even put him through waivers if you're willing to take that risk, which I don't believe they are, but can you to speak a little bit to the trickle-down effect from this Kachuk situation through the rest of the roster? Well, it is because you only have so much money and you only have $80 million to spend. So, yes, it's a very difficult situation. I, I think, you know, when I saw Clayton Keller sign the other day for 7.15 over 8, 
the first thing that went through my mind, well, if that's 7.15, and I know it's eight years, so keep that in mind, your chances of, of him signing for more because it's a longer term go up. But the first number that came to mind after I saw that for Kachuk was probably nine. I don't think that's a, an area the Flames really want to go down. They can't. Uh, as far as the trickle-down effect is, when the summer started and Yusuf Valimaki was healthy and, you know, Michael Stone hadn't been bought out, two names really, Brendan, I thought, had a chance to potentially be on the move for the Flames as far as veterans, T.J. Brody and, and maybe Michael Frelick. And I, and I love Michael. He's one of the most consummate pros I've ever dealt with as far as my time of covering the NHL. But what is is what is at this point, and they're going to have to make a move if and when that deal gets done. So you're right. It's it's not an easy situation. Frolik's been an excellent player for a long time, but something has to give, and that's, that's just the way the economics of the game. The, the only thing I would say, I know there's been talk about Travis Hamanick. I, I don't buy it for a second. I really don't. Now, it had to have come from somewhere. I don't, I don't think the Flames have ever been interested in moving him. I really don't. Now, is that because he's, I get the impression he would be the type of guy that they would want in the room, even if his on ice is, is not what it was five years ago, let's say. Is that a fair statement? Well, again, I, I do think he had a pretty good year last year. I, I think at a certain point, where is his value? You know, what do you expect of him? Now, maybe, you know, the point production is down from his biggest year with the Islanders, but I think it gets harder and harder in pro sports, not just the NHL, but in pro sports, to find guys who are truly committed to the cause and really want to win. You know, and the way Travis plays night in and night out, he's an incredible teammate. I thought that he and Noah Hannafin really gave the Flames a solid number three, four second pairing on defense. It was really, Brendan, the only pair that didn't change all year long as long as, you know, and Travis missed a little time with the injury right off the hop when he got involved sticking up for a teammate being Dylan Dubé on opening night in Vancouver. So, yes, there there is more to building a hockey team and paying people and valuing people than just where everybody wants to go now, and that's in in the straight up numbers. And you know, I'm I'm a bit of an old guy now, and and I give great value still to intangibles. I know those guys don't get paid for it, and people don't get paid anymore for intangibles. But the last time I checked, the business of sport is still about winning. I like and that he statement a lot. You win. Absolutely, Peter. Uh, we've got Peter Labardius on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. He's from Sportsnet 960 down in Calgary. Craig Custance in the Athletics saying that Noah Hannafin, Sam Bennett have been tinkering uh, with a couple of things with Daryl Belfry. So for each one of those players, I think Hannafin really started to come into his own last year. Um, Bennett might never offensively live up to expectations, but he's one that's definitely found other ways to contribute. For each of them taking another step forward this year, in your opinion, what might that look like? Well, in the case of Noah, he has every tool in the book. Great size, six three and a half, skates like a gazelle. 
I think he's become a, a better puck mover. No, do I ever expect him to be a 50 or 60 point guy? No, but I think there's more there. And I think with Noah, it's it's just continuing. Remember, Brandon, he's played nearly 300 games, and he's played 300 games in the league, and he's coming 22 years old. So there's a lot of miles there already, and good miles, and and valuable miles. Um, I just think it's about him continuing to learn the game, understanding the game, and and continuing to build that way on what is a fabulous skill set. There, you know, when you think about skating and shooting and moving around and having size, he's got it all. He's got it all. To me, now it's now just refining and working hard at at more of the nuances and knowing the game and feeling the game. So that's what I would say about him. Sam's been a fascinating case study, and. You know, we always, again, we assess by way of numbers. And and the thing you can't discount is when the game and the numbers come easy to people, especially in the junior ranks and the minor hockey ranks, and all of a sudden it doesn't happen for you, that's a hard hurdle to get over. And it's been hard for Sam. I don't think there's any question. I think Sam puts a lot of pressure on himself. I think Sam's had a tough time understanding why Numbers-wise, it hasn't translated at the NHL level. I think he's had a hard time understanding that you can contribute. But here's what I do know about Sam. And this goes all the way back to even when he helped Team Canada win a World Under-18 championship, and that was really in many ways at 15, Connor McDavid's coming out party. In the semifinal and the final of that tournament, as good a forward as there was, Brendan, was Sam Bennett. He hasn't been great in regular seasons, but I will say this, in his NHL playoffs, albeit limited because the Flames haven't done all that well in his playoff performances as a team, he's been a good player. So we'll see where it goes. And I think the more mature he becomes, the understanding of who he is, the understanding of he's a hard, miserable guy to play against, if he can just take that bulldog mentality, he's great on his edges, he's competitive as all get-out. I think if he can take the pressure off himself of evaluating his play based on... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. On on numbers and where he thinks it should be and just play, I think those numbers are going to go up. I've got one more question for you here, Peter, and it's probably a layered one, but uh, the dust has definitely settled. I'm good at layers. (laughs) The dust has settled, and you and I talked uh, about this previously, but the Lucic for Neal trade, we were a couple months removed from that happening. You really want layers, don't you? I'm just curious of now that Lucic has been down there a little bit, a little more part of the community and talking to the media and that kind of thing, uh, what, what is the vibe surrounding him being an addition to the Flames? Well, I think he's really excited. I think from what I've been able to garner, and I haven't had a conversation since I've been back with him personally, but 
You know, I've known Milan for a long time, going back to his junior days with the Vancouver Giants. I called two Memorial Cups that he played in. I called a Canada-Russia Super Series. Needless to say, I've followed his entire junior career. Listen, people, you guys maybe talk about it more than I know, but here's a couple things. I'll never quit talking about people as long as I have this platform about people. And when Milan lost his father a few years ago and in a very difficult way to lose someone that I know they were incredibly close, I think that weighs on you. And, and what I think has happened to him in part, and we'll see, is if you've ever gone through hard things in your life, we all look to happier places and safe places where we feel good about ourselves. And I think even in the first couple of years, whether it was in L.A. and then his early time in Edmonton, hockey has always been a great place for him and a safe place and a place to turn to get away from that. I can't even imagine going through that with a loved one and somebody that I know for a fact was so close to him. And now you have to deal with that loss. And then you couple the fact with, well, now your happy place and your safe place, now that's not so happy because it's not going that well. And, and now you start to question that, and that's not a place to go. And, and now you look for other things in other ways, you know, to try and, and help you go through this journey that we call life. And I know this is probably too layered and too Dr. Phil or wherever you want to go. <laughs> But I'm fascinated. And I also, as much as I want to point that out, at 31 um, and, and never have been fleet of foot with the game as fast as it can be, you know, maybe he's never going to be anymore. But in closing, everybody's going to want to evaluate both guys. I, I don't. I look at them very different, he and James Neal. And I like James, too. And I think he's reapplied himself. And I think... You know, it, it just wasn't a great fit for him in Calgary, and that's fine. We all go to places. I know even myself where does it fit great for you at times, and the answer is no. But but for the Flames, they went out and they sought him because he's been a winner. Um, he's, he's part of a more mature, older leadership group. I think that will help. And I also think Milan could come. They want him to be a deterrent. He could score six or seven or eight goals and give the Flames this year exactly what they're looking for. So is that a layered enough response for you? I really appreciate the insight, Peter. That was excellent. Uh, Always a pleasure talking to you, my friend. I hope we connect soon. Anytime. Always love coming on the show. And, and, you know, someday, Bob, you know, when he's... When he's back in the chair, he can call me again. That's all good. I'll pass the message along. Thanks, Peter. Take care. Thanks, Brendan. Have a that is uh, Sportsnet 960's Peter Labardius from down the road in Calgary. Uh, we're late getting to a news break, but I'm going to tell you right now that some guests of Oilers now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park locations. Eileen Bell's up next with a news update. We're back with former Edmonton Oiler Ross Perkins. It's Brendan Escott in today on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.